I guess our takeaway from E3 episode. I've been wanting to do this now for like a couple weeks now because E3's been over with and done with like a while ago now, right? Uh, but I've been so busy recently. I've been looking for a house and I've been, uh, you know, just trying to go through that whole process. There was a point where I did get a house, but then we didn't get the house, and um, it's just been kind of it's been kind of crazy. So, um. You know, I'm still in that process now, but I figured, you know what? I have some spare time here. I want to come on here, make the podcast. I've been itching to do it. And I want to talk about just some of my takeaway from E3s. This isn't going to be like a, you know, a extremely long drawn-out podcast. This is really just the primary games that I saw and that I was interested in. And it's going to be mainly most of like the the most of the well-known games. Um so I'm going to kick things off. Obviously Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Looks freaking awesome. They're bringing back all the characters. I'm so excited about that because it's there's always a kind of like this stressful moment where it's like, is this guy coming back or is this guy coming back? Who's going to be new? Um, I know some people are upset with Ridley coming back or not Ridley, not coming back, but Ridley being introduced because he's really small. Um, personally, I don't care. It makes people happy and that's fine with me. Uh, he might look a little bit tiny, but, you know, it, it doesn't it's not really that big of a deal. You know, he's people are going to use him. They're going to have fun with him. It's just another character that you can add to the list of characters that Super Smash Brothers now has. So it, it definitely is awesome. I will say I was a little bit disappointed that that was their kind of their primary thing they talked about. I mean, I guess I don't really know what I was expecting. Um, obviously, Metroid Prime 4, nowhere near ready to be shown. Uh, they did say that, you know, it is looking good. Um, apparently, Reggie told uh, someone from IGN that I guess it was the head of their Nintendo team that we might see an Animal Crossing next year. Who knows? You know, it, I mean, you could it could go either way. Um, I know a lot of people were disappointed we didn't see some, you know, some of that. We didn't see the alleged Star Fox game, which, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think that if Nintendo could afford to have a year where they kind of take off, um, this would probably be it after how amazing last year was. I mean, I don't think you can duplicate what they did last year because of all of the games they put out um I think we all kind of knew that that momentum wouldn't really be able to um you know continue at that pace I mean it's just unrealistic you only have a, a set amount of teams but that being said if an off year for Nintendo is a year where you get a brand new Mario Tennis game you get a Super Smash Brothers game you get uh Octopath Traveler and various other games then I'm pretty happy. That's a pretty good off year in my opinion. So, and honestly, I feel like the people that bought the last Smash game on Wii U, I feel like they kind of skipped out on that generation. So for a lot of people that have a Switch, the last time they probably played a new Super Smash Brothers game was either on the 3DS or on the Wii. So I think this is going to be a massive success when it comes out uh, in, I think, November, they said. So that's going to be that's going to be huge for the Switch. So I think if there is a year where they can afford to just kind of throw Smash Brothers out there, let people take to it, I think this is the year to do it. 
And the next year, you have a lot of heavy hitters. You have a brand new Pokemon game. I mean, there is some Pokemon games coming out this year. They look a little bit different. I'm not sure how they're going to work. Um, I don't think I ever actually got to talk about those games. I'm not really sure how that whole function is going to work. I hope that there's more deep gameplay to it. But the next mainline Pokemon game is coming out next year, along with Metroid Prime 4 and other games that Nintendo has. So... That's going to be huge. I was really shocked that Yoshi's, uh, Yoshi's whatever, I can't remember the title for it. I'm surprised the new Yoshi game did not um, make an appearance this time, but, you know, that's just kind of, I guess this is kind of how they, you know, set the development schedule up. Um, but I think next year, looking at it, it's really shaping up to be, you know, a killer year for the Switch again. So if, if this is, you know, like I said, if this is the off year where we just get Smash Brothers, I mean, dude, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm still catching up on games, so I have no problem with waiting. I mean, if you're a Switch-only owner, I mean, I think that there should be enough games to keep you entertained until next year when, you know, some really big heavy hitters come out. So um, I definitely am looking forward to that. But overall, though, I mean, I like the press conference. I thought it was really good. Um, once again, I'm not really... Uh, going to be walking through here and reviewing all these press conferences because honestly I was at work during most of these so uh, Nintendo's was probably one of the only ones I actually got to watch besides Bethesda um, so I did want to talk about Bethesda real quick too um, I'm not going to touch upon any other game that they uh, announced besides well actually you know what I'll, t I'll, t I'll touch upon a couple of their games here or maybe three of their games so uh, start off with probably the least interesting for you guys um, or people listening. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, shortly after that press conference, I actually ended up buying that game on the PC. I had it on PlayStation 4 like years ago. Never really got into it. However, I've been playing it on PC and I've been loving it, man. I've been playing a Warden class. I've been so immersed into that world. And, you know, I just I get home from work late at night. I just can't wait to hop on that hop on that game and just play through it um i have the morrowind expansion i just recently bought the somerset expansion and um i haven't got to that yet i'm still just kind of taking my time with morrowind but i've just been having a blast the combat system with like the has the traditional you know hot keys for you know an mmo but then you also have your normal physical attack it's not like you know just an auto attack you actually have a physical attack that is just freaking awesome i've been loving it so that's been a pleasure to play um, and then obviously you have Elder Scrolls 6 being teased, which I personally thought this was a no brainer after they showed off like the, you know, they, they teased Skyrim on, uh, the Alexa and all that, which apparently is an actual thing. It's actually going to be on all those platforms they showed. I had no idea. I thought it was a joke. Um, but I think that's hilarious. It kind of brings back like a, almost like a text-based adventure, um, that we used to play. Um, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, but then, you know, you have Fallout 76, um, actually no, hold on, um, but I kind of knew that, I just, I'm just skipping, I'm just ready to go right to Fallout, um, but no, um, you know, we also had, you know, that teaser trailer, and I thought that it was a no-brainer, even going into the press conference, I said, I said to myself, I said to my friends, um, I didn't say it on here, unfortunately, because I don't have a record of it now, I could be lying, I could be forging my opinions, but no, I, th I thought it was a no-brainer. They're going to have some kind of teaser trailer for this because if not, people are going to freak out. And it, this is all it was. I mean, it was just a title screen, basically, um, with a, you know some art. That's about it. But you know, it is on the way. I thought it was interesting, though, how they were saying that, um, I think it was Starlink. 
hope it's Starlink or maybe it's Starbound. I can't remember. It's been such a long time since I even looked at this stuff. So I'm just completely unprepared for this. But um, yeah, I think it was it was Starbound or Starlink or something like that. Something with a star in it. They said it was on their next generation um, platforms. That's, I think that's what they said. It's going to be a next generation game. So I'm guessing PlayStation 5, Xbox, whatever. And probably not on the Nintendo system, but I don't know. Bethesda's been kind of giving Nintendo love recently. So I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility. Um, but I think that is exciting though. I thought, it like, once again, I thought it was a no-brainer. And, you know, I wasn't super surprised when I saw it. I know it kind of made people happy, um, but it's probably not going to be on these current gen systems. So we will go a generation without having a mainline series uh, Elder Scrolls game, excluding, you know, the Skyrim Special Edition, VR, blah, 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 blah. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. So um, then now, now going into Fallout 76, a lot of people were kind of upset with it. Um, going in, there was like speculation. It's like, oh, it's going to be a battle royale game. And I was like, please don't be a battle royale game. It's it's not like I, I have like, you know, super, I super like hate them or anything. Like I don't like, you know, have this like intense hatred for them. Um, it's just really not my favorite thing, I guess. And I was just hoping that they weren't going to do like that. And to me, it didn't even make sense for it to even go in that direction. So I'm not sure why the speculation was that way. I think it's just the way the market's going because Call of Duty's hopping on board that train. Um, there's just other companies that it looks like they're going to be doing something similar. And to me, it's just don't oversaturate that market. To me, it's it's a, a game that's going to a genre that's going to last for a while. But just because it's a genre that's going to last for a while, it doesn't mean we need all these takes on it. You know, there's there's already games that have established that gameplay style. Just leave it at that. Um, so Fallout 76, though, they revealed it as more of like a co-op game. Um, and to me, I don't want to, you know, come off negative here. It looks awesome. Like, it, they were showing, you know, you can be with your friends. You can fight the enemies. Customize your characters. You know, you can build stuff. You can, uh, you know, find nuclear codes or something. And you can drop bombs on, like, your other players and stuff like that. The only thing that I had concern about was that it reminded me very much, and I know it's it's is crazy, but it reminded me very like much so of the Sea of Thieves. So I know that's kind of weird, right? It's like, why would it remind you of that? This is a completely different game. It reminds me of that because it's, you know, you have your four players, you kind of go around, but it didn't really seem like there was at least a strong objective to the game. And I know that Sea of Thieves was kind of, you know, bad because there wasn't anything to do in it. I just hope that Bethesda puts a lot of content into these games and it doesn't end up like Sea of Thieves. There's just, for whatever reason, I was just getting that Sea of Thieves vibe from it. I'm not sure why, but I just kind of felt that way. So Bethesda, though, is known for putting a lot of content into games. And with this style of game, I mean, I'm completely open to it. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, I want a new single player Fallout. You know, I don't want this multiplayer. Thing is, though, this isn't really a mainline series Fallout. And I think it's good for them to kind of refresh the series a little bit. You know, give us something new. I mean, we're so caught up on... 
you know, having things the same. It's like if you love the other games so much, go back and play them. Like, this isn't going to probably be the new norm for Fallout, but I've always wanted to, you know, play Fallout multiplayer, like Borderlands style. That's kind of the way I wanted to, to play. And this seems like it's more of like an MMO in a way, but not really. Similar to like DayZ or Miscreated or something along those lines. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm still going to get it and I'm still going to play it with my friends and I'm still going to love it. Probably. I just hope they put in a lot of content, which Bethesda is known to do. Um, so, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I took away from the show. And then, uh, obviously, you have, you know, Sony's conference. They were showing off the new Spider-Man game. That game looks absolutely sick. I just, I can't get enough of that game. I, that game looks so amazing. I cannot wait for that game. I think out of all the games coming out, Spider-Man might be my most anticipated game. You know, I when I was younger, I really wanted to get that Spider-Man 2 game on PlayStation 2. The problem is I didn't have a console at that point in time, and then when I finally got my console, I didn't ever really get the game. It was just kind of like I completely forgot the game existed, but I was super into Spider-Man during that time, and I really wanted that game so bad. So now it's like, I get an opportunity to do it now, but now it's going to be even better. Like, this looks like it's going to be just a killer Spider-Man game. And I just can't wait to be swinging through the city of New York. And it's it's going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait for that game. Last of Us 2 looked awesome. I know it caused some controversy. I'm not really sure why. To me, it was really a non-controversy. It's just a trailer. Um, I think people just get really sensitive about things that they shouldn't. You know, I mean, I'm just not even going to get into it. It's It was just a trailer. The gameplay looked amazing. Uh, the cutscenes looked really good. You know, I think people just need to calm down and play the game, enjoy it. You know, that's just how I feel. But the, the fluidity of the combat in, this, in Last of Us 2 looked really, really stunning. So I can't wait for that game to come out because that's definitely a game that I'm going to get. Uh, I'm really interested to see how the multiplayer is. I'm pretty sure they did confirm it. So that's probably where I'm going to spend most of my time. But hopefully they, they you know, they kind of spruce it up a little bit. Because um, I was talking with my friends uh, a few a few weeks ago, uh, I guess when this game released. And we were saying like how much we loved the multiplayer. But the multiplayer was super clunky. It's like to access certain things, like you'd have to move your hand over. And like you would like hold the controller in like the weirdest way. Um, but for whatever reason, we played hours upon hours of that game. It just had like this, I don't know, for, for me, The Last of Us kind of had like a stealth element to it. You know, you'd shift people from behind. Um, it was just different than any other game I played online before. And I hope this one really takes that. And I think, you know, I hope it, you know, kind of reinforces all of the awesome things about the, uh, the you know, the older game so I th hope they they kind of build upon that multiplayer and they really grow it out for this one so um hopefully more maps more maybe some more modes something I just can't wait for it though it's way better than any uncharted online features for sure so um you know that game looked awesome you know Sony obviously has a a pretty pretty good library coming up so I'm really excited for those games um but now stepping away from all these games, because there was a lot of them. You know, I couldn't, 
you know, if I could, I'd sit here and I would talk to you about all these games. I would. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to kind of shift focus here into the takeaway from E3 here. And I feel like the most talked about topic heading out of E3, it wasn't about Fallout. It wasn't about Smash Brothers. You know, it wasn't about The Last of Us. It was about, unfortunately, it was about Fortnite. <laughs> it's like, no matter what happens, Fortnite's always in conversation. And I don't hate Fortnite. I don't. And I also don't hate Sony. However, a lot of this conversation now, after E3, happened during E3, when Nintendo released... Or I guess when, you know, Epic Games, I think that's what they're called, right? I'm not, see, I'm not really even in, you know, the zone with uh, Fortnite. I don't really know a whole lot. I'm pretty sure it is Epic Games. But when they released Fallout, or, when the, yeah, that'd be crazy if they released Fallout. Um, when Epic Games released Fortnite on the Nintendo Switch, this is when things started to get bad for Sony. Um, obviously there's a lot of people that are multi-console owners. Some people have their PlayStation 4 and their Switch, Xbox One, their Switch, Xbox One, PS4, etc., etc., right? So, people that own a PlayStation 4 decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to get this on the Switch. I'll just transfer over my Epic Games account, I think that's what it's called, and we're going to be able to play our game wherever we want. Our profile will have it on the switch. Well, a lot of people found out that Sony has blocked that function for you to be able to transfer your character. So once that thing goes on PlayStation 4, that's it. It doesn't leave the PlayStation 4. And this has caused a lot of people to be upset. And, you know, this was, I believe, last year, this was a similar conversation. And I think it was about like maybe. Uh, Rocket League or something like that. I forget which game it was. Um, maybe Minecraft. I think it was Minecraft. And there was just this, you know, conversation of, you know, why isn't Sony allowing crossplay? And Sony kind of came out and they said, you know, we want to protect our gamers and all that, which to me was just absolutely mind-boggling because Nintendo, the company that uses friend codes. To, to add friends on your system. You can't even use an ID. You have to use a friend code. Even they are down with the, with the cross-play. And for whatever reason, Sony's just not. So I thought that was weird last year. But now this takes it to a whole, a whole other level because this wasn't the peak of Minecraft's uh, you know popularity. Minecraft has kind of just mellowed out and it's still popular, but it's not the way it was you know a few years ago. Like now... Fortnite is still at its peak right now. I think it's actually not even reached it yet. People are still going crazy about Fortnite. The fact that this is the game now that is in that that area, Sony's not really getting away with just making a response. Because last time they made a response, people were like, wow, that's really stupid, and you know they kind of moved on. This one, though, people are legitimately angry at Sony because they can't transfer their characters over to the Nintendo Switch and any other system that they're using. And Sony has pretty much come out and they said they're, they're going to look at, you know, solutions and all that. I think it was just yesterday, actually, that they came out and said that. But it's not, I don't think that's a good enough response. They've never, they've never came out and it never seemed like an honest response from them um, regarding the crossplay. And 
you know, Sony is, you know, right now they're doing the best out of all of the big three, right? They're just, they, they've just, this is their generation. However, you know, I'm starting to worry for them because it's like, this is bad PR. The way that they've responded to it in the past and now the way people are kind of upset about this whole situation, especially about one of the most popular games, probably the most popular game currently on the market. Sony is just looking really, really bad. And, you know, they need to ask Microsoft about PR problems because I know this isn't as serious as the whole DRM situation. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that it's it's on the same level. But with something as popular as Fortnite, which really appeals to everybody, when they see this as an issue, they're going to start to think twice about buying a Sony platform in the future. And I think that's kind of concerning for them. So I'm not saying this is going to be detrimental to them, but this could be a partial reason why PlayStation 5, their next system, whenever that comes out, while that one kind of will stumble out of the gate if that happens. This could be part of the reason. You know, these generations have proven to be very touchy. Certain things can go wrong. It can change the outlook of just, you know, their momentum and their projections and all of that. Everything that happens during that generation. That's what it seems like. It seems like everything's very touchy, um, especially in our current climate. <laughs> That's just how it works. You know, you do one wrong thing and then it's, you know, you're going to feel the, the wrath of it in some way, shape or form. I'm not sure how severe it's going to be. Um, but I'm sure they'll feel it some way, um, or maybe who knows, maybe it'll be insignificant, but I thought that was really interesting that that was the main storyline being taken away. And the fact that Sony doesn't allow it to me is just so crazy, you know, but then again, you know, you think back, Sony's always been very proprietary with their stuff, whether it be like, you know, camera chargers or, uh, you know, just other, you know, Vita memory cards, stuff like that. They've always been very proprietary. They've always been to their, to themselves. And they've they've had cross play or cross buy and cross other things with their own systems, their own ecosystem. But when it comes to other companies, they haven't been down. And I I find it shocking that Nintendo is actually for that. And I find it even more funny that Nintendo and Microsoft went on to Twitter. I think Nintendo of America said now that we can play together at Microsoft or at Xbox or whatever the at was. They said, you know, we should team up in Minecraft. We should make something special. So apparently they're going to be making a collaboration. Both Microsoft and Nintendo uh, are, you know, talking on Twitter like that. That is the biggest, I will say, that is the biggest, you know, shade that Nintendo has ever thrown at anybody. And to me, it shows that Nintendo is different this generation than what they were last generation. This is a company now that... Um, before, after the Wii was so successful, they said, oh, we're not really competing with competition. We're not really, you know, keeping in mind this, this shows me that they are looking at competition and that they are, they're throwing some punches here. It might've been a really like nice punch and not one directly at Sony, but the, the, the passive shade there was definitely real. And I thought it was hilarious. So to see Nintendo and Microsoft now, it's, you know, kind of teaming up. Because at Sony's expense, I think it's pretty funny. Now, I love my PlayStation 4. Like I said, I don't even own an Xbox One. I have a Switch, PlayStation 4, and a PC. Um, I also had a Vita. I still have it. I just don't use it a lot. So, I mean, I love my PlayStation 4. But, you know, I definitely think Sony has to, you know, really step this up. Because these other companies, they're moving. 
Um, even though Nintendo's so far behind in the online infrastructure and just, you know, their whole format and everything they do, they're jumping on this bandwagon too. And to me, that's a bad sign for Sony if they're not on board too. They need to get on board quick before people are going to get more and more pissed off about it. So that's something that we're, I guess we're just going to look at in the future. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know how bad it's going to be. Like I said, I mean, I I'm, I might just be talking out of my out of my butt here. I don't know. But um, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, that's actually our Twitter topic of the day, though. So we're going to hop on Twitter. Um, it's been such a long time. But this is where we go and we read other people's opinions, not necessarily directed at us. Um, this is just on Twitter. I think that it's important for everyone to have a chance for their things to be, um, you know, read by somebody. And even though it might just be read by me and that's it. You know, I think that it's still awesome for you guys to be putting things out on social media, giving conversation to people that want to just search things up. I love doing that. I love seeing people's viewpoints. Um, it's one of the main premises for Game Pinions. So uh, we're going to hop in at the Twitter topic of the month. Our first tweet is from uh, Ruby Gem at Insane Guy from Emmy, um, which uh, I guess is Maine, but it's just Emmy. Okay, so he says, Here's a small list of games that can be cross-played between PlayStation 4 and PC, but not Xbox One. Final Fantasy XIV, Adam Universe, Boundless, Brawlhalla, DCOU, Disc Jam, Dragon Quest, Eagle Flight, EVE Valkyrie, Games of Glory, Star Trek Bridge Crew, PlayStation already enabled crossplay, so that's that's a good point. Um, oh man, you know what? I forgot to read it in a voice. Usually, I, th I said last time I was going to read these things in voices. So, sorry I missed out on your voice. You know, if you ever li listen to this podcast, I'll you know. Once again, these voices are not meant to be offensive. So, but that is a good point though. PlayStation does have some crossplay, um, and actually, I didn't even know that. So that's actually really pretty awesome. Um, there's also somewhat of a crossplay between Rocket League as well. Rocket League, like I said, I love Rocket League, man. Uh, definitely just absolutely love that game. And you do play against people on the PC, and you actually can go into a private party with them. So, in some ways, you actually can crossplay with PC. So, that is true. Um, so our next guy here, uh, the Melon Man 11 at FS Melon. He says, The constant shit of being thrown at PlayStation between Nintendo and Xbox for not having crossplay is my absolute favorite thing right now. Uh, and I completely freaking agree. This is freaking hilarious. So it says, This is the exact uh, tweet. He actually went ahead and already, <laughs> and already did this for me. I didn't have to go and look this up. So it says, uh, This is Nintendo of America. They say, Hey, at Xbox. Since we can play together in Minecraft now, and they did tag Minecraft there too, did you want to build something? And they posted a picture of Minecraft. And Xbox says, our bodies are ready. What are we building? And then Xbox UK at Nintendo UK, we want to play some Fortnite later? Which is freaking hilarious. There's so much shade being thrown. Um, I, I love it. I completely agree. This is hilarious. And the fact that Nintendo is getting involved now, it feels like this is kind of back in the freaking, what, 90s? Or pretty sure it was the 90s when 
you know, Sega and Nintendo were going at it. And this is definitely a lot more passive, but it's still really, it's, it's still pretty uh, active aggressive, I would say. It's still very active aggressive. Um, that is hilarious, though. I love that. Okay, so the next tweet is from Tidex, and it's at Tidex. The same people that despise the PlayStation is the same people that cross for crossplay. Hmm. Uh, I think there is some truth to that. You know, I think that when things go wrong, a lot of fans of the other systems uh, definitely come over and they kind of add to the criticism. And I can definitely see why that would appear that way. And, and you know, that it's, it's I'm not saying that isn't true. Um, at the same time, though, I mean, PlayStation needs to get on board. I mean, this is this goes beyond, um, you know, this, you know, fabricated, you know, console war with the fans and stuff like that. This is, you know, me as a fan of all these systems, even though I don't have an Xbox One, I'm still a fan of the system. I still want it to do well because um, there's it's there's no benefit of these systems to not do well. Um, for PlayStation's, you know, long-term sustained success, I think they need to get on board with this cross-play. Um, for me, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, it's something I think they should embrace, and hopefully they will. Um, so, you know, I understand that it is annoying that fans come over and, you know, they're, they're trashing your system and stuff like that, and, you know, there's definitely a, an accurate point there. But, you know, at the same time, I think that it's sometimes best just to, you know, it's sometimes best just to look at what the best interest of the company is. I think for Sony, it's to get on board because crossplay seems to be the way of the future. That seems to be the big feature now that people are starting to talk about, especially now. So now next is Git of All Trades, and it's at Gidden Berklin. All right, got a channel of voice here. So many PlayStation gamers are being very petty and defensive regarding the PlayStation 4 crossplay. I have friends who won't buy a PlayStation. We play our multiplayer games on PC and they increasingly buy them for the Xbox. My money isn't going to Sony and I know I'm not the only one. See, in this to me, this is one of Sony's worst nightmares, right? Is people start to, and I mean, Heck man, this guy, he has a picture of someone wearing a PlayStation VR as his profile picture. If Sony's fans are going to start getting upset with this, and I, I don't, I haven't looked at his profile, but if Sony's fans are starting to get upset with this, this is a problem. This is something that they need to go out and they need to fix because, once again, I mean, you have to, you have to embrace the industry standard features. You can do things your own way, but when it comes to industry standard features, you have to include that. I said the same thing about Nintendo's Party Chat feature. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize things that I think deserve to be criticized, and things that I think are ridiculous. And Nintendo's lack of party chat is something that I personally think is ridiculous. So this is another thing I think that they need to embrace the future. I mean, this is just how it is. Because otherwise, you're gonna have people like this that are saying, "Well, why would I get my PlayStation if my friends have a PC? I can't play with them. If my friends have an Xbox and a Switch and they're playing with each other, I can't use my PlayStation 4 to play." In the future, this is possibly going to hurt Sony. Hopefully, they get their act together. Um, and unfortunately, that is all the ones that I freaking favorited. Wow, I thought I favorited a little bit more. Usually, I have more of a, a stock there, but that's going to wrap up our Twitter topic of the day. This episode actually went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but it honestly feels great to be back and great to be podcasting. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to keep things, you know, at a weekly basis. Um, once I move into my own place, though, it's going to be so much better. And right now, um, kind of what I talked about in the first episode, um, I'm definitely kind of just getting my feet wet here. And that's kind of the point of these episodes, right? These episodes before I move into my own place, um, the format will probably see a pretty dramatic change. I don't want to say too much because, you know, it, it's just, I'm still planning it out. But um, once I move into my own place, it's going to be a lot easier. I'm going to have a lot more time to do this kind of thing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of cool, like, you know, podcast ideas I have now that E3's out of the way. The news is going to kind of slow down a little bit. And now I can start talking about, you know, more opinion-based things rather than news-based things, which I am so psyched about. I can't wait for it. So thank you so much for listening to Game Opinions Episode 5. It was just listening today because this was just an audio-only podcast. There was no video included this time. So if you're watching on YouTube, it's just a blank screen. You might be better off going over to iTunes and downloading it. However, once I move into my own place, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have the video back again. It's just currently the situation just kind of warrants just an audio podcast. But we'll get back to the video podcasting in a much more interesting format when I move into my own place. So I'm very excited for that. But until next time, thank you guys so much for watching, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.